Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, welcome everybody to episode three of the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast. How's it going, Hudson? Uh, It's going pretty good. Uh, We're a little excited here right now. Yep, talking fast, we're feeling good, energized, caffeinated, we're recording at 144 in the afternoon instead of 9 p.m., so we're feeling good right now. We are absolutely locked in. We're about to head out uh, and try and chase us some turkey or deer. Uh, both are on the table right now here. And yeah. uh, got got the crossbow loaded up in the truck. And uh, yeah, we're just we're about to head out there. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. Bucks are been have been rutting. Uh, we're seeing sign everywhere. People are killing them right now. It's uh, Thanksgiving week here, so this will come back, you know, come out in a few weeks here for sure. But um, we are we're excited to be out there, ready to get going. Took a took a little half day today. Sure. Quick. So I guess here this is what we'll explain. So today, you know, always a crunch for time, especially for me. I'm just a chronic running late kind of guy. I don't know what it is. I try everything in my body to try and be on time and like. No matter what, I'm always like five minutes late. Like it, it's just what it is. I don't know how I can fix it. I'm working on it. Um, but anyway, today I was like Hudson, let's try and squeeze in a little podcast before we go hunting. And that was a good idea, except that we started thinking about how big the deer are at the <laughs> spot we're going. We started thinking about the fact that it's rut time. We started thinking about the fact that, man, maybe sitting in the blind is better than being inside. And so what we decided was, hey, we'll do a little few-minute intro, explain kind of the weather conditions, situation, uh, what time of hunting season it is, and then we will go out there, kill a monster buck, and then we'll update, kind of come circle back around and finish up the podcast in a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, hopefully we're going to have a good story for y'all and uh, some pictures and videos of a uh, big old Oklahoma whitetail getting thumped with a crossbow bolt. So. Yeah, yeah, this will be a cool hunt. Um, it's at one of my spots, kind of in the north part of the city. Um, so it's it's always kind of a, a an interesting deal because you know whenever you're hunting you always want to really be careful about the shop placement stuff, but it's really important when there's a lot of houses around, you don't, I mean, as a hunter, obviously you don't want your deer to run far, but especially you don't want it to run far and like die in someone's yard or something. Yeah. So that's kind of the pros and cons of urban hunting. Pros are nobody hunts this spot. Pros are these deer do not really see they see people a lot, so they're not super skittish. Also, there's like feeders in everyone's backyard, so they're literally just like tanking up 24-7. Yeah. So, Hudson, you've already got a deer down, uh, but today you're going for the buck. Yeah, we're, I, I shot a doe earlier in the season. We talked about it on the podcast. Um And, you know, now it's the rut. Uh, we're mid-season right now, and... We're we're holding out for a for a big boy for grandpa to come walking by so we can put one in him, and it's only been getting the the antsiness 
has only been getting worse because we got our dads and buddies shooting these big old deer that you can see on our Instagram and stuff. We throw them up there and, you know, every time you see a picture of one, you're like, golly, man, like I, I need to be out there right now. Uh-huh. And like, dude, I follow just like the Oklahoma hunting and fishing Facebook page and literally just all day I'm seeing just monster bucks. Yeah. And it's just, it's hard. Yeah. You get a little FOMO. Yeah, and and especially right now we're we're in uh, rifle season here in Oklahoma right now, and that multiplies the amount of deer you start seeing that are getting killed because a lot of people will go out and gun hunt, and um, which me I I, I don't gun hunt really at all for whitetail. I've been I killed my first whitetail whenever I was ten with a rifle, and then after that. It's just been my dad handed me a bow and arrow and said, this is this is what we're doing now. So this is the way young Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now we're, we're, we're excited to get out there. Uh, currently, the weather right now, we're sitting at about 50 degrees. I believe uh, we got some it's cloud cover. We got uh, a little misty rain a little bit yeah. um, and winds not too bad. Uh, wind is out of the south. It's 14 miles an hour, but we're setting up in a ground blind, so that's going to knock down the wind for us, so it won't be super chilly out there. Um, and, yeah, we're hoping we're going to drive out there, set up in a – tuck into some trees, ideally. And uh, there's there's several fields out there, right? I, yeah. we, we went – I've only been out there once with you last year, I think, last spring. Yeah. Last yep. year, spring, yeah, and for some turkey hunting. And so hopefully tucking into a tree line, got some good views going out into some fields. So I, I'm really thinking we're going to see something, and it's just going to be whether we got we got some deer walking by us or not. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like 99% sure we'll see some. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I should knock on some wood. I'm feeling really confident we'll see some. Um, just going out completely blind, though. Always kind of just a 50-50 shot of actually, you know, having one within range if you're not really working hard to pattern them and scout it out. Um, but, yeah, basically the property, it's really cool. Um, super fortunate to get to hunt on it. Um, basically, it's a quarter section, um, which don't ask me how many acres that is right now. It's whatever a fourth of 640 is. 64 uh I don't know. I'm not going there. <laughs> not doing the math right now. Maybe 160, but I'm uh, not sure. Wait, 210? 210 is a fourth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Let's Ooh, say let's, quick math from Hudson. There we say, go. Yeah, good grief. There I go. So 210-ish um, acres, but it's cool because um, some family lives on the um, west side. Um, there's a big creek that moves through there. A lot of big trees, a lot of bedding area. Um, and then you know, kind of forest all around those trees. And um, they live on the west side of the creek. So that area um, is definitely disturbed more. There's some patches of bedding area and stuff like that. And then um, there's basically a big area that they just cut for hay. Um, and then on the east side is um, a big wheat field and basically a, an area that floods out. Kind of, I call it just like a puddle, you know, almost like if it rains a good amount in the fall, you know, that, that puppy will fill up with some ducks and geese. Yeah. So, um, 
basically there's a wheat field over there and then also there's kind of some areas that used to be farmed and stuff um now they're kind of just cut for hay or not really anything kind of more just pasture land than anything um and then there's kind of an oil road um so i ideally kind of going to find some way where hopefully we can intersect with a few of those features um you know where we can have the creek bottom where they might be moving along maybe have that little oil lease road where they're moving along and then also have a view out into the fields you know where they might be feeding and stuff um i don't know my thought is if we can kind of get an area where a few of those things converge uh just increases our chances at least for the first shot out here so yeah what what do you think about that? Do you no. whenever you're looking at the aerial, did you have like any spots you were really? I mean, yeah, of? just just hope. I mean, I know, uh, I know. Uh, is it Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know he's he's got a place in mind for us. He's the uh, landowner out there. But uh, yeah, just looking at it, ideally we'd be setting up kind of close to the creek because uh, good feeling that those deer are going to be cruising that creek bed a lot and moving around through there and then popping up into the fields to maybe get some food or something, hopping back down there to traverse and stuff. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can, we can get a good spot by the Creek and catch some deer uh, funneling to and from the, the fields. Yeah. Yeah. It's also cool. Um, I've actually, the Creek is like really, it's a big Creek. It's like almost like borderline a small river. Um, so it's cool, like, you know, going down there. I've fished a little bit down there. I mean, like, I'm sure there's big catfish and stuff. We just call it, like, Big Drum, which was still, like, kind of fun, you know, just get down in this canyon creek bottom, and I don't know. You never know what you're going to catch down yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, hopefully we can be kind of near the creek bottom, but also, you know, where we can see kind of some of those wide open spots. Um, we got a lot of turkeys out there. I love to hunt turkeys. Uh, came up short last year mostly because just didn't get out there very much. So I literally got out there once at the very end of the season. I mean, it was like it was like May twentieth or something. Like, I mean, it was <laughs> it was absolutely at the buzzer. And yeah, it was hot. So many ticks and everything. Yeah, and I uh, I thought I heard one, so I like tucked down in these trees. I was just a little solo hunt. Um. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, where where's a turkey? They're going to be heading back to roost. It was at evening time. Um, I was like, well, I'm going to get back in this little cleared out area, kind of naturally funnels down into the creek bottom here. Um, they're going to be going back in here to feed and, you know, kind of get up for the roost for the night. So I, uh, I'm kind of looking for a good tree to sit down or at least just kind of some brush to tuck behind. And um, I think I hear, you know, just a little cluck of the hen. And I'm like, oh, baby, uh, there's one close. And I just kind of turned and looked behind me. I was like, well, that's as good a spot as any. So I just sat down and kind of got tucked in there, get out the call. I call a little bit, and it's really quiet. So I was just sitting there. I looked down, and I was like, man, I wonder what that plan is between my legs. And I was like, man, that sure, that sure looks a lot like poison ivy. I was like, nah, I don't think it is. I don't think it. And I was like, man, I think it is. So like, I have this app on my phone. It's called uh, Seek. It's kind of cool, nerdy, but you can like scan pretty much any organism, plant, bug, stuff, and it'll tell you what it is. So naturally, I was like, dude, let me look this up on Seek and confirm. Sure enough, just I'm sitting in a massive poison oh. ivy patch. I, I don't know how I came out unscathed on that one. Gosh. Literally came home, just immediately showered, you know. But yeah. You just know those days when you get 
poison ivy head to toe, literally head to toe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nothing, nothing worse. Oh my gosh. It's like you can't avoid it. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? inevitable. Like you get it and, and it's spreading for sure. Yeah. So have you, I feel like you get poison ivy pretty bad, don't you? Uh, yeah, I luckily for me, I haven't had it in a while, but it used to tear me up. So I'm very cautious. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, hopefully we don't run any, run into any out there. Yeah. Uh, and which I don't No, I don't no, think that. I don't think we will no. but, uh, yeah, um, uh, we're, we're, I think we need to wrap this up, uh, right now we're going to update you guys here. Uh, whenever we're done with this hunt and hopefully we got some stories to tell and some big animals to show off. So, yeah, I don't know if you're, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, shoot us a comment below. What you think? We'll come back. Do you think we'll actually get it done or do you think it'll be a swing and a miss? Just have faith, have faith. Or you can blow up Hudson's DMs (laughs) if you want to. That works too. But yeah, be thinking about that. I hope you guys have faith in us, but we understand if, if you're apprehensive of the skill of two accredited deer assassins like ourselves. <laughs> well, uh, all right. We will be back after this hunt and uh, make your picks now. And uh, this is going to be very short for you guys, but a very long time for us. So we'll be back. All right. Peace out, everyone. Talk to you guys in a little bit. Hit it. All right, guys. We are back from the hunt. And uh, as you can probably tell by the tone of my voice, we did not get the big bruiser that we were out there hoping to get. Um, We did have a lot of fun, though. We did. We did. Uh, That's what you can chalk most of our hunts up to is is a good time. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we have a good time. We know how to do that. you know, we, I guess we'll start from, like, we, we pulled in there, and uh, we got, so there, on the property, there's two large fields. What what did they have? Planted? I think wheat wheat planted, yeah. yeah. And classic Oklahoma special. Yeah, we, wheat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we come in, and the first field, what, five deer out on the field? Yeah. Yeah, maybe eight. Yeah. And go to the next field. There's another small group of deer and uh, probably about 10 to 15 turkeys yeah. in the corner, yeah. which turkeys are f- fair game. And uh, we started off promising, picked up a little spot. So Glenn had... What two ideas for where we should set up? Yeah, uh, yeah, about two. Yeah, and the the place we what was the what was the first place that you wanted to set up or that you were thinking about setting up that we ended up not going to? Yeah, the first place um, was actually on the second field, so it's more interior on the property, um, and basically there's a large creek that runs north south through the property, um, and I say big creek like you know it's literally. I don't know. There's parts you can't touch walking across it swimming wise. Um, and then there's a small little kind of just a gully almost that runs um, east west and runs into that creek. And so where that gully is, it basically separates the two wheat fields 
and provides a little tree line up to basically some backyards with a feeder. <laughs> and so on our property, it's like where all the bedding looks like, you know, big fields, probably a lot of rutting activity and stuff goes on. And then, you know, on either side would be probably the bedding areas, um, some feeding areas, stuff like that. So I was like, if we can set up to where, you know, this road, this little kind of gully creek, um, you know, kind of intersect on the edge of both these fields, it seemed like a good spot to kind of where everything comes together. And I was thinking wind in our face potentially could, you know, never hurts anything to have yeah. the wind in your face. So that was kind of my first thought. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we looked at that and then we went down, we went back towards where we came cause we, we drove in and kind of did a little U-turn and went back down the road and off of the first field on the other side of the road is kind of like a little, there was a lot of tracks filtering in and out through, uh, this opening in the tree line where we sat, set up. And, uh, you know, a lot of good deer sign. Uh, I personally am a huge fan of uh, setting up where the deer are coming to and from fields. You know, well, especially being a bow hunter, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't do you a whole lot of good if you're sitting on the edge of the field and there's deer 200 yards away. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you, that that's just something that you want to keep in mind. That's why I'm a big fan of setting up on uh, little deer highways like that. And so we we end up setting up there, uh, and we're setting up the ground blind. And Glenn's looking around, and Glenn's like, "There's scrapes everywhere, right where yeah. we're setting up." I mean, and then directly across from us, there was a big rub yeah. on a on a tree, and we're thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we're, this, we're in the money zone. This right is here. a great spot. Uh, we set up the blind. Glenn hit us up with some, uh, some camouflage, cut down some limbs and stuff, kind of covered our blind in that. So yeah, we get it, we get it camoed up. We're feeling really good about our spot and, uh, we get set up in the blind, uh, get the crossbow and everything ready to go. And, uh, we have a little view out into the field. We can kind of see through the tree line a little bit, and there's a little gap that we can look through um, to see kind of if any deer are out in the field. And not too far in, we have we had like two doe out there in the field or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I couldn't see it. Glenn was the Glenn was the field spotter. Uh, so, yeah, so we had to, we had a couple doe out there, and it being the middle of the rut, we are rattling every 30 minutes and we're doing some grunt calls every now and then too uh, just because you know deer are already riled up and uh can't hurt no <laughs> and uh just pro tip if you're ever going to try rattling maybe grunting just pro tip is try it before you get in the blind <laughs> my first time doing either was in the blind and first round did not sound good <laughs> On the rattle, not I, not great. It it wasn't bad, and just uh, quiet. Yeah, it was, it was a little quiet. It was a little quiet, but um. So yeah, we're doing that. We're not really seeing anything for the first. Besides those two doe, first like hour, hour and a half, probably. Uh, yep. And then uh, I'm looking, and so we're set up about. We're set up in kind of a little field opening that 
goes into the large uh, wheat field. And uh, about, oh, I don't know, 40 yards in front of us is where the creek is. And you can kind of see through the trees on the other side of the creek, which is kind of where Glenn was wanting to set up uh, initially. And I see some movement, and I, we see a doe filtering in on the other side of the creek, filtering into the two wheat fields, which is exactly what we thought was going to happen. Just we were set up on the wrong side of the creek. But yeah, which, it was. Oh, yeah. We were just kind of hoping it was going to be on this side of the yeah, creek. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's not like that would have been a huge deal because that was a that was a doe. We're we're not currently out there looking for does. We're looking for a big grandpa bruiser, big poppy coming walking through. So we see that doe. We're like, well, that's a good sign because you know deer are starting to filtering in and out of the field. So we're feeling pretty good. Um, and then nothing really for a little bit. And then uh, Glenn hits his third rattle of the evening and uh we had a a young uh what was it four point yeah i think so it's kind of hard to tell sometimes through the trees maybe. yeah we had a young four point out uh on the wheat field to our right and uh glenn rattles and this dude came i almost at a trot he was he was kind of beelining for us a little bit uh, yeah. He made his way over, and he came in through the gap, and he's perked up. And I will say, he was a four-point, but he was a big-bodied deer. He was a healthy-looking buck, and maybe he he was either looking for a show or looking for some smoke because he was he was up looking around trying to figure out where these bucks were and everything. And yeah, so that was that was a pretty cool. It's always a pretty cool experience calling in any like animal, yeah, and being able to attract something, and so that was really cool. And so we're that gives us a little glimmer of hope. But the sun is on its way down. I think it was probably about sunset whenever that buck came over, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, sadly after that we didn't really have anything. Yeah, yeah, we finished out the evening just. Pretty much chilling, uh, yeah. I think I don't know the I, the main takeaway for me is like a lot of times you can think and like, oh man, we screwed up this, we rushed the shot, we you know didn't see crap, and like all that is just part of it, you know. Especially that was our first time to ever deer hunt there. I shoot I shoot up some waterfowl on the field sometimes um, there, and I've turkey hunted once or twice. Um, but I've never deer hunted it. And so, you know, setting up where we were, especially with the crossbow, you know, there was a spot we could have sat that up on the hill, overlook anything fits within 200 yards. I, I mean, this would have been a different, uh, hunting story if we had a rifle and yeah. just set up on that hill. Cause it would have been piece of cake. Yeah. And I, I thought about bringing one. I'm not, I'm not above that. No. And, and. We should say this: we're we're not above people rifle hunting. I mean, really, really anything. I don't think we have like a prejudice against you know, except crossbows. Except crossbows, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, we're uh, we were crossbow hunting because I grew up bow hunting, and uh, that's just how 
I like to hunt, and uh, it's a little more of a challenge. I will say that. I don't think there's really a denial on that aspect of bow versus gun hunting. But you know, if if we would have brought a if we would have brought a rifle, not to say we would have killed. I don't know if there was a giant buck that happened to walk out on those fields at any point. Oh, we couldn't see the second yeah, field at all that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, but um. We would have at least had a shot on a deer. <laughs> yeah. Which I think um, late late December, there's that holiday season. And I have a couple guys that have been like, you know, I've shot a deer before. I kind of want to go. Like, well, maybe we can go out there and just, you know, let some people harvest a couple does. It'll yeah. be yeah, I mean, fairly... I told him I was like it's not going to be a hard hunt, but if you want some deer meat, like we can go, we can go do that. So. Yeah, and uh, I will be harvesting another doe this year. I can tell you that, um, but probably probably later in December, uh, early first week of January is probably when I'll try and shoot a doe again. But yeah, that was that was the hunt. Uh, we had a blast doing it, and it was pre- it was really cool rattling that buck that's in. Awesome. I've, that's only, I've I've only had that happen twice when I've been hunting, so it's it's always fun doing yeah. that, and it's always fun being out there during the rut. And uh, I will also say, uh, as far as deer meat goes, had some of my first deer meat the other day. Our buddy Gibson, uh, he made some venison tacos. Some yeah. soft taco. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were good. I kind of like fajita style. Uh, yeah, just well, not. I mean, we had he soaked them in like it was like Worcestershire. He put some pepper in there. He put some garlic stuff. He I I don't know the whole recipe, but just soaked them, cooked them up, and uh, put a little salsa, a little cheese on there. Hmm. Oh my. Gosh, like it was good, and maybe maybe it was just because that was the first venison I've had this year. I don't know, but but it was smacking. It was smacking. Awesome. Recipe might be coming on our uh, on our blog soon. Just stay tuned for that. Oh yeah, keep an eye out on that puppy. Don't don't count on it. (laughs) Don't yeah. But there there might be a little a couple things coming out this season. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that'll probably wrap it up for this episode. Um, we're trying to just, you know, keep trying some new things on these. Um, let us know what you think, what you like. Um, you know, please give us a follow on Instagram, Yellow Hat Outdoors. Um, anything that you guys like are interested in hearing about, anything you don't know about that, you know, whether we know about it or not, we can probably find someone that does. So. Yeah, always looking for topics, guests, ideas, um, and so hopefully, um, you know, you guys are enjoying these. We're gonna keep putting them out once a week, hopefully Tuesdays. I think is the goal. Yeah. So anyway, we got a lot to learn on making these things. So um, anyway, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya, Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast out. <laughs>